Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to the Zoe Church Podcast. We are a church in Los Angeles that is dedicated to the person of Jesus. He is our message. He is our Savior. He is our everything in our community. We're going to jump in. We're starting a brand new series today out of Acts chapter 20, verse 24, called Arrested by Heaven. We're talking about how God really wants to get us to the place of surrender where he can get a hold of our lives and he can put us on the mission that he put his son on. Our mission here in our community is that people would be saved, disciples would be made, leaders would be raised, and the church would be released. So we're going to jump in to the first segment of our mission, and that is people being saved. This is why Jesus came. So we're going to jump into part one. But before we do, thank you to everyone that subscribes to this podcast, listens, shares, comments. Thank you so much for helping us get the message out. And thank you to all those that partner with us. If you're looking to give, you can text the number 77977. Text the word Zoe to that number, Zoe to 77977. It'll shoot you a link and you can give and help partner with us. But without any further ado, let's jump in to part one of Arrested by Heaven. In our church, if you're wondering what we're all about, we're about four things. This is the mission of Zoe. The mission of our church is, number one, that people will get saved. Number two, disciples will be made. Three, that leaders will be raised. And four, the church is released. Say that again. The first one is that people will come to know Jesus and get saved. But we don't want people at Zoe just to get fire insurance. You know, fire insurance is like, I came to church, I don't want to go to hell, so yes. No, no, we want people to actually follow the guy. A disciple, by definition, is a wholehearted, committed follower of the teachings and the teacher. So we want people to follow Jesus and live according to the Bible. The B-I-B-L-E, yes, that's the book for Zoe. Then we want to raise up leaders. Why? Because Jesus said the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So listen, at, in L.A. or wherever you're streaming from, we don't have any problems with harvest. There are problems everywhere. The harvest to reach people is plentiful, but we need more leaders in the church. I will say the greatest felt need in the world is leadership, and the greatest felt need at Zoe Church is leadership. We need more leaders. Yeah. Clap if you're ready to be a leader for God. Then come on. Somebody's like. I don't know why I'm clapping. You guys clap a lot here. And the last one is the church release. When we started Zoe, we said, you know, uh, we don't know everything that we're going to do, but we're just going to go do stuff. We're going to help people in Ukraine. We're going to help people in Guatemala. We're going to help people in Los Angeles. We're not going to wait for people to come to these four walls. We're going to go out and be the church. Nobody cares what happens in here until it spills out and affects out there. So we want people to get saved. We want disciples to be made. We want leaders to be raised. We want the church to go do stuff. If you're waiting on somebody to give you a green light to go do stuff, here's the green light. Go do stuff. So I want to start for the next three weeks. I want to talk to you about our mission. And I want to start with this first one. And I really believe this is what God has arrested us to do. In fact, the title of this series, write it down. It's called Arrested by Heaven. 
Have you ever been arrested? <laughs> My man looked down fast. He was like, uh, j uh, uh, long time ago. I don't know if you've ever been arrested or cuffed. I don't know if you've ever been controlled by somebody else, but I believe that faith gets fun when you are not in control. Faith gets fun when it's no longer you calling the shots, but it's God calling the shots. In fact, if you're like, ah, I don't know about church, I don't know about Christianity, I'll tell you, listen, Jesus said this way, whoever loses their life gains their life. So if you think you got your life when you're calling the shots and you get to spend whatever, do whatever, go wherever, say whatever, you're not living the real life. The real life is when you surrender everything you have and you say it's your money, it's your time, it's your talent, it's, come on, clap like you at a Pentecostal church today. I'm preaching in Lenin. I ain't got no socks on. What? Preaching like it's the summertime. We feel like God has arrested us to do this. Look at Acts chapter 20, our theme verse, chapter 20, verse 24. It says this. This is Paul the apostle. He's talking. And he says this. I'll read it on the screen. It, oh, sorry, it's not on the screen. I'll read it from my holy anointed iPad. Let me just enter in my four-digit code. Okay, either one. And see, now I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulation await me. But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. He's like, listen, all I know is I've been arrested by heaven and I'm going into something. I don't know what's all gonna happen, but one thing I do know is I don't even care because my life, listen, your life, you're going to really struggle if everything is precious to you. It's like, it's mine, it's, I, I want to do this, I'm going to accomplish this, I'm going to go here. You'll have fun in life where you're like, listen, I don't know what's ahead, but I know God is in control. I know that God is good. I know that I live for God and not myself. And I, listen, this world has nothing to offer me. This world is not my home. I'm not trying to get any, anything other than what God, my life doesn't even count. All that matters to me is that I testify, I tell somebody about the grace that is found in Jesus. When you get there, life gets fun. When you get there, life is free and easy. Everything else is burdensome, bogged down, trying to control. Have you noticed that life never goes as you planned it? Have you noticed that you actually aren't in control? Life gets fun where you're like, listen, I don't know what's in front of me, but all I know is I've been arrested by God, and God got a hold of my life, and I surrendered to God's will. And once I did that, I'm excited. Now, all that matters to me is that I do what God, what God wants me to do. In fact, I want to just talk about this first mission, this first bucket, because I really think this will change your life if you understand this. That we live, we exist. Listen, it's not about what happens to us. If God's doing this in us, he's doing it in you. In fact, you are us. It's not like that's what God's doing it. Zo. No, if God's doing it in Zui, he's doing it in you. So if God's calling Zui to people saved, he's calling you to help save people. In fact, I just want to just give you three things to write down. Three things to encourage you in your faith. Write down number one. Jesus came 
to seek and save the lost. This is why Jesus was sent by God. If you don't know much about the Bible, God so loved the world that he sent his one and his only son. He sent Jesus, and when Jesus came, he did not just hang up in the temple. Jesus did not just go to church on Sunday and hang out with church people and be like, us four, no more. And we don't hang out with people that smoke. We don't hang out with people that listen to explicit lyrics. We don't hang out with people that say bad things, do bad things. And we don't hang out with people that don't vote the way that we vote. You want to know where Jesus was when he was here? Jesus was out sharing the love of the Father with people that never would have stepped foot in church. He was out hanging out with people that everybody else was like, they'll never come to a service. They'll never follow God. They'll never say yes to Jesus. Jesus said, I've been sent by Father, the Father, to seek and save the lost. And anybody thankful like me that when, I, when you were lost like me, God found you. You did not find God. God was not lost. You were lost. Anybody thankful today that God found you and he called you and he You had to clap like you got saved when, when everybody thought you, you would never come to faith. You'll never serve God. You'll never be around church. Look at you now. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Oh, I love this. Matthew 19. Watch what it says. Sorry, chapter 11, verse 18. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, he's got a demon. But the Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, look, a glutton and a wine-bibber, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is justified by her children. Jesus was not, he, he says this. Jesus is like, listen, it's not the healthy that need a physician. It's those that are sick that need a doctor. He said, listen, I didn't come for the righteous church folk. I came for the unrighteous ratchet folk. He said, I didn't come for people that are in the temple. I came for people that never thought they'd come to the temple. I didn't come for those that can see. I came for those that were blind. Come on, clap today if you're thankful that the gospel of Jesus is for the outsider. It's for the one on the fringe. It's for the one that's like, oh, I don't think. You ever have a friend that's like, oh. I can't go to church. If I go to church, the whole place will burn down. If I go to church, lightning will strike. In fact, I'm like, fam, you are not that important. You went to Vegas one time. Okay? Just because you can spell win, W-Y-N-N, that don't make you that big. All you do is win, win. You went once. Most people, though, are, 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 are looking at, at Christianity. You know, the number one deterrent from our faith is you and I. The thing, that, the thing that repels people away is the way that we serve this God. I want to ask you today, is your spirituality attractive? Does it make other people go, wow, if God can save you, he can really save me. If God did it in your life, it gives me hope he could do it in my life. Don't, there ain't nothing worse than, than a self-righteous Christian. Self-righteous Christians like, he saved me. Good luck to you. But a true, a true Jesus follower says, I'm as broken as the next person. I'm as lost as anybody else. I still don't have my stuff together. But one thing is that he pulled me out of the miry clay. He set my feet upon a rock. He put a new song in my mouth. Many will hear and many will see of the goodness of God. 
Jesus came to seek and to say, he's like, where's the lost people at? Y'all Christian folk, you, 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 you have, your, have your little connect group. Have your little Bible study. Have your little fun. Have your little, uh, be afraid of the big bad wolf. I'm going to be out there in the highways and the byways. We, we need less Christians that are trying to shine bright in already bright places. We need more Christians that will go to dark spaces that nobody else is and say, I'm going to stand here and I'm going to shine bright for the glory of Jesus Christ. Give them a praise today if you're saying, Lord, use me. Jesus was not trying to be in the temple just just saying like wow you know I was just reading the other day and you should go to Isaiah 54 and you know the other day I was in Nehemiah and in Nehemiah it was saying things like oh and I know Deuteronomy I know Deuteronomy by heart what I don't even know what character that was but I loved it it's the linen it's totally the linen it's the no socks Jesus came to the temple because the Bible says, do not neglect coming together, and he attended, but then he took his faith out. And he would eat with people, and they were like, why in the world would Jesus Christ be sitting with people that are notorious sinners? These are famous sins. See, the difference is your sin is quiet. Nobody knows about it. But what about the sins that everybody knows about? And Jesus did not distance himself. He sat with them. He befriended them. He said, I'm not afraid to be seen with you. I'm not afraid to know you. I'm not afraid to love you. And they said, well, he, there must be something wrong with him. He must not know what they really do. He's like, no, I know what they do. And you know what? That's why I've been sent. I've been sent for these kind of people. I've been sent for people that are not churched. I've been sent for people that, you ever get around somebody, you're like, Okay, I know what you've been, well, you had a little bit too much. Jesus was not put off by sin. He came to eradicate sin. He was a friend of sinners. Watch what he says here in in, in Luke. I love this one, Luke 19. He says in verse 9, And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. So let's just all be on the same page. Jesus is our God. Jesus is the guy we want to be like. We want to think like him, live like him, serve like him, love like him. He is our guy. So if our guy came to seek and save the lost, shouldn't we? If he's the guy and he's our standard and he's our model and he's the one we want to be like, if that's what he was about, shouldn't that be what we're about? Write down number two. If Jesus came to seek and save the lost, he gave us a mission. He gave us a message. He sent us out with the same message. He didn't say, guys, hide out in the temple until I come back. And be afraid of politics. Be afraid of bad people. Be afraid of people that don't look like you, act like you, vote like you. He said, no, no, I want you to go out and I want you to shine bright like a diamond. Sorry, that's Rihanna lyrics. Um, I want you to go out and I want you to love people and serve people and add value to people. See, our biggest problem in church is that we think it's the church's job to save people. But Jesus said it's your job and your privilege to save people. We don't need to wait for a Sunday. We can see somebody come to faith on a Monday. 
You've got the love of God flowing through your veins. You're the salt of the earth. You're the light of the world. You're a, you're a, you're a city on a hill. Jesus said, why would you light a lampstand and hide it under? No, no, no. Let your light so shine before men that they would see your good works and glorify the Father in heaven. He sent you out with a message. He sent you out. Listen, church is boring until you share your faith. In fact, write down the title of my message, Faith is Best Shared. Faith, is, it, faith, faith ain't even good until it's shared. Like, I don't, I don't know if you've ever shared your faith. I don't know if you've ever shared your Jesus. I don't know if you've ever shared the good news. I don't, but listen, faith is not fun when it's unto self. A lot of our faith, we just like, I, I got to worry about my money. I got to worry about my job. I got to worry about my business. I got to worry about my family. I got to worry about, listen, if your faith is for yourself, you're going to live very frustrated. Faith is best shared. When you share your faith, you start having fun. When you share your faith, you start being used by God. And being used by God is the greatest privilege on the planet. When you start sharing your faith. See, the reality is, is that you were born into selfishness, but you are born again generous. So the moment you were born, you, listen, I got four kids. None of my, none of my kids were sat down and somebody taught them how to be selfish. They're born selfish. The first word all of them kids said, none of them said mom or dad. They all said mine. It's mine. My toy, my remote. See, we are born selfish, but when you encounter Jesus and you say yes to grace, you're born again generous. Anyone that encountered Jesus throughout the Gospels, the first thing they did was share their faith. He, he would try and trick them. He'd be like, hey, 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 that Venmo I sent you, hey, that, hey, that thing I just, that word of knowledge I gave you, hey, don't, don't, just keep it between us, can you? Just be, don't tell nobody that I, I changed your life. Just I think he was trying to trick them. None of them could keep it between them. Every person, they went out and they were like, oh, I, I met a guy today that changed my life. Faith was meant to be shared. Faith is not for yourself or just your family. Faith is meant for your coworkers. Faith is meant for our culture. Faith is meant to be out. Jesus didn't come hiding his faith. He came sharing. God loves you. There's a father in heaven that's obsessed with you. God sent me so you can be rescued. Come on, anybody thankful today? you got to share your faith. A lot of us, we don't know how to share anything. So it's like to share our faith is like impossible because we don't know how to share nothing. Like we, we don't even know how to share food. Like when Julie and I go to a restaurant, the other night we went out with another couple. I don't even, the waiter's like, what would you guys like? I don't even order. I'm just like, she does the ordering. She orders all the food. I don't have a say. She just does the ordering. She's a foodie. Ooh, she's a foodie. So she, she just orders. But if I ever go to a place and I happen to see something I like and I order, I don't want to share with anybody. This is, I ordered the thing. This is my food. And then every once in a while, a demonic spirit will overcome Julia's fork and she'll try and get something off my plate. I'm like, get thee behind me, Satan. This is my food. I ordered it. This is my. See, we, we get selfish even with our faith. I go to Zoe Church. This is my Bible. This is my connect group. This is my small study. This is my conference. This is my playlist. This is what I'm doing. No, no, no. Faith is best shared. You got to share your faith. 
You're going to tell somebody, I met a man that found me in my darkest moment when I didn't think I had a shot at church and God called my name. Clap today. If you're grateful, I have an opportunity to share the love of Jesus. Oh, I just love this. Look at, look, look at Jesus. This is Matthew 28, 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians 5.20, look at this. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. So we speak for Christ when we plead to others, come back to God. You're an ambassador. We live in the era of influencers. Well, we're ambassadors for this brand, and we represent this brand. Hashtag ad. When was the last time you were an ambassador for the love of Jesus? He said, I'm excited. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the one that called my name. I'm not ashamed of heaven. I'm not ashamed of the one that forgave my sins. I'm not ashamed of the one that died on the cross. I'm not ashamed of the one that put his spirit inside me. I'm a brand ambassador. And the brand I represent, I already got my payment in full. My sins are forgiven. I've got the Holy Spirit inside of me, and I'm going to heaven. Clap, Zoe, like you're grateful that God loves you, and he's for you, and he's with you. Jesus came to seek and to save, and he's like, oh, you're a tax collector? Tax collector, by the way, is just, we could just translate, you're a jerk, you're a punk, you're, you're, you're the worst. You're a scumbag? Oh, you're a scumbag? You're foul? You got, oh, you're my friend. You, 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 you're not from the same ethnicity? You have a different skin color than me? Oh, come on, you're my friend. You're, these are your politics? You're my friend. See, the problem is for church folk, you are known more for what you're against than what you're for. And you're not known for love. We're known for hate. We're not, we're not known for encouragement. We're known for criticism. And you're an ambassador no wonder why they don't want to come to our church. No wonder why they don't want anything to do with our Jesus. No wonder why they're, they're disgusted and repelled and repulsed by our faith. Our spirituality is not attractive because our lifestyle is not attractive. And Jesus said, I've come to love. I've come to share. I've come to give. And I've made you an ambassador. And I've put my spirit on your life. And I've given you the ability to come and get people saved. If you think that people getting saved has to happen on a Sunday in a service, we will never see the revival that God has planned for this city. It can happen on a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday, a Thursday in the morning, in the afternoon, or the midnight. It doesn't matter if it's online or in person. It's about sharing our faith and being an ambassador and saying, "Come, I plead with you, come back to God. This is the unquenchable flame of evangelism. It is the unquenchable flame of evangelism. When I, when I first started reading the Bible, every five years I would change out this translation. It was a big study Bible. It was called the Spirit-Filled Life Bible, big Bible. And um, nowadays, all the Bibles are like thin. Even, even our Bibles are on diets. <laughs> is that a gluten-free Bible? And so this is like a big old Bible. And I'll never forget, at the end of this Bible, there's all these study notes and articles. And one of the articles at the end of this Bible was by an evangelist named Reinar Bunke. And Reinar Bunke had a burden for Africa. And he believed God spoke to him that he'd see millions of souls saved in Africa. And he would hold these crusades, and over a million people would attend his church service. And he saw millions and millions of Africans saved. And he was like a Russian 
Russian guy, but he had a burden for Africa. And at the end of this Bible, at the, one of the last pages, was an article he wrote called The Unquenchable Flame of Evangelism. See, when you have a desire for people to know Jesus, it cannot be quenched by one person finding faith. It cannot be quenched by a coworker or a cousin that finds God. It's an unquenchable flame called evangelism. It's like, have you ever gone to a birthday party and the hosts are like tricksters and, and like they bring out the cake and everybody's around and they're like, you know, like let's say there's like 30 candles and somebody's turned 30 and they bring out the cake and they're like singing. They're like, all right, we're done singing, blow out the candles. And they blow out the candles and within like a second, boom, all the candles pop back up and the, and the host's like, And, and, the, and the birthday boy, the birthday girl's like, oh. <laughs> try again. <laughs> and they go harder. And it's like, come on, like, we know what, we know what this is. And they, they blow harder and, like, they all go out within, like, two seconds, like, boop, boop. And the hosts are like. <laughs> See, I pray that you have an unquenchable flame called evangelism in your life. That there's nothing that can put out your desire for people in your world to know God. That it's like, I burn for this. I burn for that. I get, I get up in the morning, and the thing that excites me the most is the opportunity to share my faith. The opportunity to tell somebody God loves you. The opportunity, I'm praying for an opportunity. I'm wishing God would give me an opportunity. We don't need more preachers. We need more people that will live right. We don't need no people that will speak right. You just need to be an authentic witness of the grace of Jesus. Jesus did not go back to heaven and look down and be like, all right, all right, good luck, have fun. No, he went back to heaven. He said, I want to send you out with the power of the Holy Spirit that you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of this world. Everywhere your foot goes, I don't care if it's a cafe, I don't care if it's a restaurant, I don't care if it's Disneyland. Everywhere you go, you're the salt, you're the light. Everywhere you go, you sow seeds or you water seeds. Everywhere you go, you live to see people know Jesus. Worship team, come join me. See, I love this kind of stuff because this is the mission of our church. We did not plant Zoe to hold more services. I do not need to go to another service. We don't want more church. We want more people to know Jesus. It's the unquenchable flame of evangelism. What moves you? Some of you are going to have a hard time because you're like, once I get this promotion, woo, once I make this much, once I get my following, I'm going to feel so good. You're not. The most fulfilling thing in the world is seeing someone come to know Jesus. Someone that was so lost and broken and hurting and so away from God, somewhat, you realize that some of us, there are people in your world drowning and you've got a life preserver and you're like, best wishes, all the best. You could, I know a man, I can't save you, but he can. And I can point you to, you're sick right now, you got addiction right now, you got, you're suicidal, I know the person that can heal that. going through hell on earth. I know the man 
that even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he will not leave you. I know the man. How do I know him? He changed me. And if he changed me, he can change you. I'm just going to share my faith. It's that easy. Sharing my faith is not making much of me. It's making much of Jesus. It's saying he's the awesome guy. He's the hero. He's the antidote. He's the solution. He's the one. He's the guy. He's the name. He's the, come on, anybody thankful today? All I got to do is point people to Jesus. And we're like, we're like, uh, uh, I, 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 I don't really know. I want to offend nobody. I don't want to. I don't want to shove my faith down people's throats. Okay, that's fine. Can, can you just give somebody a shot at knowing Jesus? When did you get so timid and so intimidated and so shy about your Jesus? I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of it. Jesus said, if you're ashamed in front of man, my father will be ashamed in front of you. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I know what saved me. It was not my Bible reading or my church attendance. It was not my tithe record or my mission trips. It was all the grace of Jesus. And I'm not ashamed to tell anybody, I met a man that changed my life. I met a man right where I was in the midst of my pain, in the midst of my brokenness. He called my name and I've never been the same. How about you? Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. You will, you will bore yourself to sleep in church if you never share your faith. People saved. Here's a powerful prayer. Why don't you stand to your feet? It's a simple prayer. I'm asking our church to pray today. I just want to warn you before you pray it. Be careful what you ask for, church. Because if you ask God to do this, he will. It's a simple prayer. Here I am, Lord. Use me. Here I am, Lord. You can use me. Isaiah 6, verse 8. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And then I said, Here am I, Lord. You can send me. Romans 10, verse 13, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, they will be saved. But how can they call on the one that they have not believed in and how can they believe in the one in whom they've never heard of and how can they hear without somebody telling them about the love of Jesus Isaiah 52 verse 7 last verse of the day how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news who proclaim peace who bring good tidings who proclaim salvation who say to Zion your God reigns God is not looking for capable people. He is simply looking for available people. That you could say, Lord, I know I don't know all the scriptures and have all the answers. And I'm not the brightest tool in the shed, but I have one thing you can do is you can use me.
And Lord, if you want to use me where you have me, you can use me. And so I just surrender. I'm, I'm, I'm arrested. I'm arrested by God. I don't want to live for myself or live for my kingdom. I don't want to live for my name. I live not to make much of me, but I live to make much of you. And I thank you, God, that you've arrested me for your purpose. Come on, Zoe, if that's your prayer, lift a hand to heaven. Jesus, we thank you.